Hello and welcome back to the Point in Life podcast with your hosts Skylar and Kaylin. That um, was the weakest, worst high five I think we've ever done. Our hands stopped. You just want to hold my hand. It's just because I'm I'm too strong and I didn't want to. I didn't you just want to hold my hand. It's fine. It's fine. You're afraid to. You're ashamed to admit on the podcast. That's totally fine. But like, if you want to hold hands, like, just let me know. Just let me know. We're actively holding hands at the table <laughs> this whole time. You never see like my left hand, her right hand. This whole we're time like, on the video, we're just like, hi, one hand. Um. All right. The big reveal. And you know how last episode I mentioned the ugly. <laughs> portrait right did i i think i did it was it was either the last one or the one i don't know you mentioned it in one of the episodes one of the recent eps um the hilarious um portraiture of of our close good friends and this is going to be the video exclusive bit so if you're listening on spotify go check us out on youtube haha <laughs> i'm forcing you to give us a view and i gotta be careful because it's crafted perfect it's 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 framed remember how i said it was framed it's still in the wrap we haven't had the heart nay the privilege of unveiling her yet free of plastic wrap look <laughs> be behold take a good long look at potentially the funniest cruelest most beautiful portrait of all of of all of time um and i don't i can't stand to look at it anymore so if you, i can't wait to put this up in my living room selfishly i wish that i was in it just you to are see. that's what the fourth one <laughs> <laughs> no the joke is like the fourth person um so it is a lovely pencil drawing of me hannah keely and our friend taylor but they um didn't bother making it look like taylor so our new um inside joke is that whoever comes over like oh that's you because it could look like anyone yeah it looks like um you it know it does those, look like a generic woman like this face is ai generated or like this person does not actually exist. This no. is what this is the man that appears in your dreams. Like that. That's that. Um, and th- this is gonna sound random. I swear to God, it's not. But my phone. See how sometimes will Netflix will send you like um, notifications, or it's like new show coming out. It randomly just sent me a notification. Continue watching Heartstopper, and it, it's so cruel because I'm like Netflix. You know I have. This is like my eighth time now. You can't do this, but I swear to God, this is relevant. Because I found this quiz that I'm going to make you take. Me? You. Oh, God. What hot... What? One more time? <laughs> what hottie are you? What heartstopper character are you? And this is... I love you quiz because it's like more personality. It's, it's more fun than BuzzFeed. Oh, my God. I feel like BuzzFeed is more commercial. You know me. I love a quiz. I just love to like... I'm for some reason I literally I love like, everything. About is that myself. how you spell your name? I'm like it is right. Yeah, no. I was that's like, correct. oh my god, why does it look wrong? After because it does. It. <laughs> <laughs> it looks wrong because it it looks incorrect. That's that's why. Um, okay, right. this first one's a little bit of a trick question because it's asking which of your three favorite Alice Oseman books. You people haven't. Not everyone has read these, so I'll give you a quick plot synopsis. Um, Solitaire is Charlie's sister's perspective on life. Radio silence is um one of charlie's friends perspective on life and then i was born for this i don't actually know but i'm pretty sure it's about a rock star or a musician of some kind so that's the author of heartstopper Mm -hmm. okay and they've written other novels heartstopper is actually their only um web comic oh weirdly enough yeah interesting wait so solitaire is charlie's sister Mm -hmm. and radio silence is who um one of charlie's friends they're not in the show they replaced his character in the show with isaac but in the books, hmm. his name is Aled. 
that's his life okay and well the was i have to go with the female perspective so <laughs> we're going with solidaire <laughs> all right back to basics what's your hogwarts house and after we had a whole episode about how shitty it is about everything harry potter well but we all remember our hogwarts house don't lie. yeah when i took the pottermore quiz it was slytherin so yeah yeah i agree yeah i can see that <laughs> you're probably gay what's your favorite hosier song <laughs> We are literally seeing Hozier in October? November. November? Um, wow. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, it doesn't even have my favorite song on here. Right. Um, Options. I have to do From Eden. Mm-hmm. Such a good one. Good choice. Good choice. They're all, like, er, not, not a single bad someone choice. Knew, okay. Right? From Eden. From Eden. That was my that was my instinctual choice, so I have to stick with that it. That was your heart's choice. Is the monarchy valid? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I'm gonna say no. Good choice. I yeah. do the same thing. Vine. Vine. Thoughts? And then here are some vines that you can choose from. Oh, okay. I'm gonna read off all the options. Yes, please. Um on all levels except physical, I am a wolf. Yep. I don't relate. I don't relate to that. <laughs> so no head. <laughs> What up? I'm Jared. I'm 19 and I never fucking learned how to read. Stop. I could have dropped my croissant. Is there anything better than pussy? Yes. A really good book. Um, oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Oh, my God. That was like good. That was dissonant. Don't lie. <laughs> but like in a cool way. Um, road work ahead? Uh, yeah, I sure hope it does. Okay. I love Drew Gooden. So. Mm-hmm. That one might have to be. I want to see my little boy. Here he comes. <laughs> I want to see my little boy. <laughs> I think I have to go with I want to see my little boy. Because uh, that's me every time Twinkle like graces me <laughs> with anything. his presence. I'm like my little boy. Okay. Cats or dogs? Cats. Hmm, Obvi. Let's think about this one. <laughs> hmm. um, what are you doing during quarantine? Laying on the ground contemplating your meaningless existence that has now been bombarded with a stressful interruption in your life pause um binging every tv show you can get your hands on impulsively cutting slash dyeing your hair baking smiley face cleaning your room smiley Smiley face face. not washing your goddamn hands couldn't be me um okay this is a slight tangent but Mm -hmm. i this is gonna put you on the spot a little bit oh do you wash your hands after every single time you go to the bathroom it doesn't matter if you pee if you like it doesn't matter what you're doing do you wash your hands every okay thank god not everyone does some people think that you don't have to wash your hands after you pee and here's the thing i i i don't give a fuck if if you didn't even touch anything if you if you're like but it doesn't even matter Mm -hmm. it is an opportunity to wash your hands throughout the day just 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 do it like, mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand. I honestly, like, and there are times where I'm just like, I don't really feel like it. Like, I didn't even really do anything. But there are other times, but I do it every time because mm-hmm. especially in the public bathroom, like, I don't want the person next to me to think I'm dirty. And it, they'll know. And they'll know. No, that's that's a true, like, shock when people in public restrooms, like, I see leave. them walk out of the stall and just leave. And I'm like, uh, 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 like, you at least have peer pressure. Like, especially like, men. I'm like, you're holding the penis in your hands. At least, like, a performatively, like, wash your hands. Yeah, like, you know, let the water takes. run. Don't let it touch your hands. <laughs> Waste the soap. Take a paper towel for fun. Like, you <laughs> Anyway, that was just, that's a, that's a little thing of mine. Okay, obviously, my answer is binging every TV show you can get your hands on. Mm. Um, fuck you. 
pick another Hozier song. Oh my god. They knew. Uh, they I knew. love this quote so much. Okay. In the woods somewhere. Cherry wine. Uh, Nina cried power to noise making. Sing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably supposed to sing that. Jackie and Wilson. Ugh, sunlight and talk. I am torn between Cherry Wine and Jackie and Wilson. Mm, both, both are... Dang. Sorry for the mouth noises. That was uncomfortable. ASMR, I'm sorry. I spit in your ear. <laughs> ASMR, I'm eating your earwax. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I gag directly into your car speakers. Okay, I had, I think I had a gut reaction to Jackie and Wilson, mm-hmm. although Cherry Wine is a close second, mm-hmm. but I think that's what I'm going to have to go with. Oh, I'm Ella. Oh my gosh. Oh, you are the heavens personified. I love you so much. Thank you. Your style, impeccable. Your hair, amazing. Your flirting skills, terrible. But don't worry, your crush likes you back because you are so awesome. Oh my Aww. God. Who did you get? Charlie. <laughs> what was the little, or do you remember any I of remember most, thingy? I think the general consensus was like, girl, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Hannah got Darcy. And I'm like, yeah. Which is like, I don't trust you. <laughs> you are chaos. You're a gremlin. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> wow. That was sure. fun. That was good. That anyway, was good. That was my opening. That was it. That um, was okay. I have my little bevy of the day. Let's guys. hear it. Um, today we are sipping on Olipop, Dr. Goodwin. Which um, <laughs> I still think is so fun. Yeah. It's it's supposed to be like Dr. Pepper flavored, but obviously they can't do that. Um, so they call it Dr. Goodwin. Um, I... <laughs> It's Actually, like, no, I do rank think... It. Is, is Dr. Goodwin a better name or is Mr. Pibb a better name for the knockoff of Dr. Pepper? Mm, Dr. Goodwin, obviously. I also think so. Mr. Pibb is just like and going that extra mile of like you can't say doctor even. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's okay. God That damn. was a good one. That was a good one. I do think this one, because I've had a couple of the Olipop flavors. Yeah. Um, And it was either this one or like the knockoff Coke that like didn't taste that good but the other one tasted really good i think this is the one that tastes really good I the like coke the one's sprite, like fine and that's the only thing i like from olipop is the sprite i think it may have been the coke that tasted really good or maybe it was oh, the root no. beer oh wait can it I tastes yeah i mean it's not bad but it doesn't taste like dr pepper oh it has a weird like almost like caramely and that tastes like cherry kind of flavor to it it's not bad, but... No, this just tastes like cherry Coke. Oh. Why am I getting... Kind of, but it has something... Maybe it's just the cherry is, like, really at the yeah. front of it. Um, Isn't yeah, that, like, the whole bad. thing about Dr. Pepper is, like, this unique... It's Dr. Pepper is the barbecue sauce of sodas. <gasps> that is so true. You are so wise. That's why, like, a lot of, you know, barbecue recipes have Dr. Pepper in their marinades. It's, like... It's like, you know, the whole Dr. Pepper's thing is like, you'll never guess our 11 herbs and spices <laughs> that go into this complex <laughs> drink. Cannot be replicated, especially when uh, so it's supposed to be good for you. Like, Olipop is like, show her that it's good for you. Yeah. Show her that it helps you digestive. And there's Sorry, guys. The, ASMR there's burp. The, <laughs> I was saying there's earlier. The when that comes right back up. I was saying earlier, whenever I chew gum, I like burp a lot. <laughs> and I feel like. I feel like I'm chewing gum wrong. You're swallowing air every time I you know, chew. I know. I think I'm like, I'm like, am I like swallowing every time? I don't know. Uh-oh. Um, maybe it's because like gum, because it's something in your mouth, you like salivate more. So then I'm like swallowing spit. But with the spit, Talk more also about comes salivating. air. Um, but 
I don't know. Anyway, that's like literally no one cares. However, (laughs) um, crack open a swift kick of boldly refreshing flavors. Dr. Goodwin is a head-on collision of ingredients like rich plums, sweet prunes, and zesty tart cherries with a touch of pure vanilla for a true soda enigma. Those are just sweet things. What you've done is you've created cherry Coke. It tastes really good. Yeah. That's not Dr. Pepper. No, it is a little, a little sweet. I also think it's so funny when um, companies that like, or companies or like things that are clearly going to be either like vegan or plant-based or whatever, they will advertise it on the can. Like this says plant powered. (laughs) Yeah. Like... (laughs) Are you putting beef in the fucking soda? Like, what do you Tastes mean? Tastes like beef. Watch that be like the secret missing ingredient of Dr. Pepper that they just can't replicate. It's just beef fat. Beef. Bones. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Yeah, but that was... Oh, sorry. I'm making little microphone noises. But yeah, that's the bevy of the day. So if you hear me sipping, no, it's a Dr. Good one. you hear her burping, no, it's the gum. And it's, it's coming back up. Okay. Ugh. So... So, okay, so. sorry. That reminds me of like when you're sitting in front of like a fan. You're just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we are talking about the it girl. Ah, uh, me. Um, and just kind of like the concept. Well, I'm not gonna explain because you're gonna listen. That and you're going to like that it. That was very demanding of me. I'm so sorry. Ooh, um, demanding. What is your like thoughts on the idea or the concept of the it girl who are it girls to you um what does being an it girl mean to you um i feel like i'm writing a college essay <laughs> webster's dictionary defines the <laughs> it girl but here's what i describe it as no um for me when i hear like oh my gosh this is like the song of the like when i hear the, the it girl all i see is like this is a commercial mm. like i feel like People only use the term it girls to market me something, either like a makeup or a style or a beverage or something. It's just like commercialism where it's like, don't you want to be like the girl? And like, it's just so vaguely left undefined Mm -hmm. because companies are like, no, you don't need to know what it is. It's just like the best version of you. You're the it girl. It girls have you know this and this is our product it doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter what like if it's a car if it's a type of car the accessories i even saw like a video on tiktok where it's like it girls have this car and it was like car accessories like a car trash can Mm -hmm. and like a car candle and i'm like what is the what is it just consumerism it is but for me if i'm like oh my gosh it's give like when i hear it girl in like personal lives i'm like it's giving main character and i Mm -hmm. usually reserve that for my close good friends Mm -hmm. who i would make out with at any given opportunity interesting so you do you think that there are any like it girls like currently like who would you describe as like an it girl or the it girl probably honestly and this is gonna sound like such a um i feel like every and i know this because um like uh documentaries and stuff but like every like every decade has an it girl uh-huh um the one the girl the girl that can do it all like the face of that decade whatever mm-hmm. it was um brooke shields mm-hmm. and then and i feel like honestly zendaya like i feel like oh. you can put zendaya in anything and she'll she slays but you That's know what so i mean true. like there's That's never so some true. like um beyonce is another one where but even beyonce you're like i don't really see beyonce in wicked you know what i mean like yeah. if you're thinking of a movie but i feel like zendaya is just so like malleable that i feel like zendaya might be the it girl because it's like oh if zendaya is attached to it you're like i'm gonna check it out it has zendaya in it and she's 
malleable in that she can do like a lipstick campaign and mm-hmm. she can be like on the cover of magazines and then she can also be an actress but then she can also do a song and dance and then she yeah. could also be on broadway if she wanted to you know what i mean like she's like the meryl streep she can be on shake it up um <laughs> the cultural defining <laughs> shake it up interesting interesting okay um well let's get into it so we're gonna start off with just a little history i say little it's like probably most of what this episode is gonna be um but the history of the it girl um which is very interesting so basically the concept of like the it girl has basically been around forever i feel like you could argue that like cleopatra was an it girl (laughs) of like her time yeah (laughs) however um the term originates from a 1927 novella by eleanor glynn um which was then adapted into a silent film which was titled it (laughs) so that's where like the phrase it girl comes from is this yeah (laughs) is this novella um and and silent film so clara bow was the star (gasps) i know that what an it girl <laughs> yes she was no she was literally the it girl um yes the film starred clara bow who was shortly nicknamed the it girl oh awesome <laughs> um and she was 22 at the time of I'm filming myself awesome. yeah. <laughs> um so in the film a title card informs the audience that it is that quality possessed by some which draws all others with its magnetic force mm. um so during the time clara was considered hollywood's first sex symbol mm-hmm. she became a hit with audiences receiving as many as thirty thousand letters per month in the late 20s some of which were addressed simply to the it girl hollywood usa that might be just might be the most iconic thing i've ever heard just like the it girl hollywood usa and they're like this goes to you yeah and they're like oh clara bow oh because she was the it girl she was the girl from the movie it Um, i have a new fantasy yeah yeah um so clara became such an icon because of her demeanor and personality um even with like even though it was a silent film she had a certain um like naturalism to her Mm -hmm. that really hadn't been seen before um and this made her a hit with working class audiences because she was like more relatable and real whereas a lot of the other Mm -hmm. actors seemed much more like on a pedestal and a little bit more robotic in the way that that they act um so she was considered very beautiful of course but her star power and her itness Mm -hmm. came from her carefree energetic and self-assured um energy she was the arch archetypical or arch archetypal what arch okay no because i looked up the guys i think i'm an idiot (laughs) archetypal archetypal because i i looked up the word archetypical and i feel like i've been saying this for much of my life it's not a word the archetypal yeah because it's an archetype yes yes okay Um, well you learned I did. I learned I learned something new. Um, yeah, the archetypal modern woman. Um, she had short hair, short skirts, mm. and brazen confidence. Um, so her acting career only lasted like six years. Huh. Um, she starred in her final film in 1933 at the age of 28. Um, her stardom was interrupted by the Great Depression, unfortunately. Yeah. So like all of the things that she was once loved for was kind of frowned upon during yeah. that time because she was very known for like living in the moment. Um, and that made her an idol in the Roaring Twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, during the Great Depression, like that wasn't really the priority of the time. Um, she was attacked by tabloids as a symbol of the um, immoral entertainment industry. 
executives were trying to exploit her as much as possible. Gossip mag magazines were writing horrible lies about her. And she had to deal with that all on her own. Mm -hmm. um, so there's kind of a myth going around where she was like iced out of Hollywood um, because she couldn't transition effectively from silent films to talkies oh but that's not true she actually chose to leave hollywood herself because that was like there was just way too much pressure for her and she was dealing with um psychiatric illness at the mm -hmm. time which unfortunately she dealt with her in, in entire life yeah. um isn't that also just like that goes hand in hand with the it girl phenomenon in general is like you are the it girl and then suddenly we're like and you know what and i'm tired of you actually yeah and suddenly you're not <laughs> you're suddenly at the right age of a 28 everyone hates you because you're an like, old hat in general like even like you see this in like microcosm celebrity yeah. circles where like everyone one, like loves you and then one day like twitter or tiktok or someone is just decides that you suck it's well it's being womaned yeah yeah it's literally it's like that's that's literally what that that phrase is for is like especially as women in media like you are put on such a high pedestal and like everyone loves you and then one day it's just like oh no actually she's really fucking annoying and i sucks. also thought that she was really annoying yeah too. she's overrated everyone <laughs> and i was like you're right she yeah she's overrated and i hate her yeah um so unfortunately that kind of happened to her but she did she retired to nevada with her husband um to a cattle ranch um, and she did, unfortunately, um, battle uh, psychiatric illness until she died at the age of 60. S dying at 60 is not bad. No, that's not like bad. 30. F f oh, God. Help me do math. Well, I she mean, she was 28 in the. In, in 1933, she was 28. So she that would have been like, what, 1962? Is right. that math? No. Oh, my God. That's not... It, 1960-something. Sorry, guys. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, that's, um, not too, that's not too shabby. No. So when she disappeared, the phrase kind of went with her. Mm -hmm. um, it rarely appeared in print during the next several decades. Um, it did a couple of times in the New York Times crosswords in the 50s and 60s, but the clues specifically referred to Clara Bow. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't used as this um, term to describe, like, a specific type of woman. It was used to describe Clara Bow. Yeah. Um, so the paper record um didn't untie it from Bo until the late 70s when it was finally used to describe diana ross Ooh, okay yeah. i can see it she i can see it girl. i agree i concur so the modern iteration of it began with andy warhol in the 60s mm -hmm. um and you might be like whoa 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 because we just said that it didn't come about until the 70s so the this is more of the idea of what an it girl is and not like the phrase it girl mm -hmm. um so it, it began with andy warhol in the 60s some of his most notable like quote-unquote muses were um edie sedgwick and baby jane holzer um although they were never referred to specifically as it girls they were called superstars and girls of the year so they were what we would consider today like the it girls of the time yeah um and kind of what you were saying earlier like the it girl totally offers a reflection of the time and although i wouldn't say there's an it girl of each decade because unfortunately as we said earlier um a lot of these ladies tend to be womaned and yeah. their stint in like relevancy only lasts like five years typically mm -hmm. yeah. um so but but it, it's really interesting to like look at these different eras and, and and these different like times in specifically American history um because the traits that were desired and like the things that were considered aspirational and even the prejudices that exist during the time yeah. can all be reflected through the it girl of of that period yeah because then it's like 
you you will literally go down to brass tacks and it's like what is the it girl it's the girl that has it like, yeah what is it she just has that it factor and it's like what the it factor even means is completely like you can't it's just like it's just like you're talking to an agent with like a fucking fat cigar and he's yeah. like i can't explain to you what it is you just gotta have it or you don't have it yeah it's like what's that one quote with porn where it's like you don't know um like i know you know it when you see it uh yeah you don't know talk about yeah. um yeah like you 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 know it when you see it but you, you can you have to you have to know it to recognize it but no yeah. one can teach you it you just kind of have to have the skills yeah. on it you're just watching a, like a like a video like a crafting video and you mm-hmm. go Hey, wait a minute. And you're like, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Hey. Um, so all of the it girls, and, and this is what is kind of like so frustrating about the it girl phenomenon is because it's so like un oh, sorry. Um, it's so difficult to define. But yeah, there's no definition, it's just it. But it's like all of these girls were were praised for being authentically themselves. They were trendsetters. But you can't be like aware of it, right? You have yeah. to be completely ignorant to like the power that you hold because you yeah. also have to be humble and you have to be you have to be like all of these things in order to embody itness. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. that was the '60s. Jumping forward to the '80s um, after Reagan was elected. I could do a whole podcast episode just listing bullet point by bullet point why life is worse because of Ronald Reagan. Yeah. And it would take up, it would be our longest episode yet. It'd be like three hours of just me going, no breaks, no pause, no time for back and forth, just being like, and then, and then, and then. Yeah. Well, so obviously with Reagan's like election, it really was a defining moment that like further divided the country. Mm. Um, and it had, interestingly enough, an impact on like itness and what it meant. So itness kind of split into like an uptown scene of society women and then like the downtown scene of club goers. Um, I also found it really interesting. So I basically got this whole idea because New York Magazine um, has their... I think it's called their yesteryear issue or something. And they, it's like all about it girls. Um, And the phrase it girl is actually really often used specifically for New Yorkers and for New York women. Um, So a lot of what I'm talking about is specific to New York. um, I feel like, which is interesting. It's true though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially during that time, I mean, we're, we're going to get into how like, defining the it girl has changed and expanded with obviously like the internet and things like that because yeah. that obviously had an effect on it um and I'll, I'll i'll talk about that a little bit later but especially like during you know the pre-internet times um it was really a part of the new york culture mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. um so yeah so it is split into uptown scene of society women and downtown scene of club goers so the club kids of like the 80s and 90s would dress purposefully outlandish and antithetical to the uptowners mm-hmm. uh the women would wear dark makeup they were openly promiscuous drank did drugs it was like the rock star lifestyle that mm-hmm. was desired at the time um so so you had like that type of people and they had their own it girls who who were aspirational and, and who were defining of the time um but then the uptowners were more preppy modest you know they like ate vogue for breakfast okay, um, sex in the city and and they were more focused on like networking and status yeah um and that was kind of like what defined the it girl on on like you know the 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 upper east side you know those memes of like the early like 2000s where it's like emos versus preps mm-hmm. that shit started in 80s yeah yeah literally <laughs> 
Um, so now at the beginning of the new century, much of the conversation about what was it moved online. Um, it kind of started with blogs, especially fashion blogs. So in 2001, Condé Nast launched uh, Style.com, which chronicled runway mm. shows and social events surrounding um, the, the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. An it girl might turn up in two or three or four of these recaps in a week. Um, and that would kind of kick off this this cycle of like who was it and who was out, basically. Yeah. Um, so party goers and party organizers alike read these blogs. So the party organizers consumed um, this content. And if someone was like hot on the site, they would get invited to the party. This is so Gossip Girl. Are you literally <laughs> serious? So th- so they like they were on the list. They were put on the list if they were like mentioned that in these online blogs. That is such an moment too. Be like, yeah. I'm on the list. Well, so then, so then they would show up to these parties and then they would like give off their like it factor at the parties as well. So then the party goers would also be like, oh my God, like that's the it girl. Like it's, it was just kind of like the cyclical thing that, that would happen. Um, so then there's the invention of Facebook. Oh God, <laughs> blow my brains out. Which kind of changed like what defined an it girl um and it made it like much more accessible mm-hmm. weirdly um because obviously like it wasn't now itness wasn't just in new york it mm-hmm. could be it could be anywhere because of social media um so the it girls no longer needed to coax press or like the blog sphere into writing about them in mm-hmm. order to like prove their itness um because on social media they could just do it themselves <laughs> they could offer any interested followers instant access to their own like homespun spin on their lives um and it was kind of the start of like the self-made it girl the like bootstraps it girl <laughs> um so the it girls of the 2010s they they didn't want like photographs that people gossiped about they wanted to be like a brand they wanted to be ceos um they wanted to basically like girl boss their way to itness (laughs) (laughs) um so after a brief stint on laguna beach as lauren conrad's co-intern at teen vogue emily weiss started a blog into the gloss which eventually she turned into the brand glossier (gasps) yeah she's the ceo of glossier which it was so interesting because I, I was recently watching Laguna Beach for some reason and she like came up and she was like, uh, even on Laguna Beach, she was like the it girl. She was the New York intern who they like flew out to LA for like this thing. And like all of the the bosses and stuff were like, oh my God, she is the best. Like she is going to make it big. Um, and there's like this whole like tension between her and Lauren on on the show where Lauren is kind of like, oh my God, like I feel like, I have to like live up to these st- these impossible standards that Emily is setting because she is like this perfect intern and I keep fucking up and like it was this whole thing. But and then I like looked her up because I was like, where is this girl now? Like I bet she's doing big things and she's the fucking CEO of Glossier. So and the fact that she probably even named it Glossier because what was her first one was Into the Gloss. Yeah, Into the Gloss. It was her blog and so yeah. she was like, this is synergy. But I'd never heard of that. All I know was Glossier. Knowing that Glossier is the sequel to something. Yeah. Is well because her 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 blog was huge. Like that is why she was able to like start Glossier is because she was making so much money off of her blog. I knew Glossier had, was a socialite yeah. business, <laughs> only bitches with good skin. And she had, she had so much like, I, I hate to use this term, but like online clout basically um, where she, she was able to start this oh. brand. Um, so now you see women like using their moment of being it to achieve financial stability. So like Smart. even when they're itness 
unfortunately inevitably fades, they still have that um, stability. When I think of it girls of, of today's era, I immediately think of like Bella Hadid mm. and Emma Chamberlain, just because I, I feel like they have that factor where they're like mysterious enough. Like somehow yeah. they have like an alluring quality to them. Um, but yet they still like you see interviews and you're like, oh my God, like she's just like me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but they're also very like aspirational in that way. Um, but with Emma Chamberlain, she has her coffee company. So like even when she loses relevancy, she'll like she'll still be able to live her lifestyle as it is today because her coffee company has like almost exceeded her I, I it's like sold in grocery stores now so you would be some like old dad mm-hmm. who doesn't even know who emma chamberlain is and just be like oh i've like i think of my dad because my dad's a big coffee snob and i would not be surprised i actually i haven't tried her coffee brand but i've heard i've heard that it's really good i have heard oh my god this actually pissed me off is like she came out with like like you know how starbucks has those like pre-made like bottles? oh yeah she has her little lattes that yeah she- so people like like young kids were drinking this and like this tastes terrible this tastes awful like what the fuck is in this it tastes like farts like like cancel emma chamberlain you can't make a good coffee to save her life and it's because it has like almost no sugar in it yeah and so i'm like yeah if you're fucking 14 you're not gonna want the canned latte <laughs> she but but she has um her her brand yeah yeah i i haven't tried it myself but i have heard that it actually like is really good coffee mm. um and she and she she works really hard to like make sure that it's like of quality so genuinely i would not be surprised if one of these days my dad i'm like talking to my dad and he's like oh my god have you heard of this company chamberlain coffee like it was on one of my like top 10 you know coffee like blogs my blog. or whatever <laughs> yeah literally um like i i would not be shocked so i feel like she's creating this brand for herself where like even if you know she she does lose relevancy like that is still going to be a a financially sound thing to like carry her through the rest of her life and i mean to be frank like she's made enough money that she's she could probably retire tomorrow and be fine yeah. same with like all the all the celebrities that are like trying to do their own makeup brands yeah it's just like on the one hand i'm like enough but on the other hand i'm like i can't even blame you yeah well it's like uh, uh, it's that phrase like diversifying your income right yeah. like you're trying to ha- have multiple income sources so that you can like make the most money ever and be jeff bezos oh my god okay sorry this is such a side note did you see the pictures of jeff bezos at coachella no <laughs> He's in like a Hawaiian shirt, or it's not even a Hawaiian shirt, but he's in like just like a okay. button up. This is gonna be another really like <laughs> waffle side tangent, but kind of, kind of. We're talking about it, girls. There's rich people in here enough. I am so fucking sick and tired of the richest people in the world acting like they have no money, like dressing like they have no money. And you have like dude bros, like financial dude bros with their fucking podcast and blogs being like, see, that's what real money looks like. You know, you don't have to go out and, you know, parade around. You can just wear like, like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg with a fucking gray t-shirt and khakis and like, you know, Bill Gates with his like Costco shirt. And you're like, see, like, this is the problem. Like if you're spending your money on the wrong things where it's like, no, it's because they're trying to like cosplay as being poor Mm -hmm. so they can blend in and pretend that they have any kind of relevancy. It's like, I miss during the French Revolution, you could just, if you're, you could tell who was rich. Like, if you're going to be so astronomically rich that you're just going to fuck us all into poverty with your billionaireness, at least have the decency to wear feathers. At least have the gall to put on a little pea coat, a little petticoat, and and get a fucking powdered wig, you know? Like, if you're... <laughs> at least Bring have the, back the powdered wig. Have the decency and courage to be easy to spot in a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's so funny um okay anyway circling back circling yeah. back so um 
you know, as we mentioned before, like the, the it girl is fleeting. There seems to be a new it girl every year. And as we know, society hates women who age. So it's like the minute we are reminded that the it girl is a person and not just like a wax figure, mm-hmm. she's out. You know, yeah. the, the minute we are reminded that she is fleeting youth, she's out. Yeah. So what exactly is an itch girl? Um, I know we kind of mentioned before it's like undefinable. It's, uh, you can define it to an extent. Okay. Um, okay. So as, as you know, we talked about before, like the it girl is a girl who exudes confidence and mm-hmm. is authentically herself. Um, and I'm going to quote RuPaul. I'm sorry. But like the it girl has charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Like that is the best way to describe the it girl is that she possesses all of those qualities. She's not like other girls. The it girl's a trendsetter. She doesn't wear what everyone else wears. She wears what she wants and other girls follow. You know, you think of like Regina George with the mm-hmm. fuck, like the boob cutouts. Um, that's very like it girlness. Um, she exudes youth since the term uh, or hence the term it girl and not like it, it woman. Yeah. Um, although they're often in their early 20s, you know. Um, but the it girl is someone with cultural authority. They mm-hmm. are ahead of the trends and they are defining the trends. Yeah, like that's a good point because you can't just be weird. Like you have to like be a trendsetter, but only to a certain like a approachable extent mm-hmm. it's the same way that like you know a lot of people think that harry styles is being really basic because they're like "Ooh, like harry styles is redefining no he's not he can't be too weird he's just weird enough and i feel like you know if you're going to be a trendsetter you can't just like um there are some people on tiktok that i've seen like fashion girlies that were like old computer keyboards as dresses mm-hmm. and walk around like that's too weird mm-hmm. for like the average it girl but you have to be like weird enough you're like oh that's interesting well you can be like again going back to bella hadid being mm-hmm. the it girl she has recently been wearing uh, what's the word for those little those headbands that are like combs that like go oh, back yeah. into your your hair she's been wearing those a lot she's been wearing like below the knee like cargo shorts with like sneakers and like the itty bitty tank top yeah and, and like i'm gonna say something that i say every single time but like pretty bitches can just kind of wear whatever they want yeah. and people like oh my god it's a moment Exactly. Well, exactly. So it's like she can get away with wearing that and everyone's going to look at that and be like, oh my gosh, like that's the next trend. Like that's what I need to wear. And even with Emma Chamberlain, like she has had some looks that I, that I'm not the biggest fan of, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I mean, she's being creative. She's doing something new. She's doing something I haven't seen before. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm like obsessed with her haircut right now. I'm I'm an Emma Chamberlain It's like how people treat Doja Cat right now. Mm -hmm. It's like she was edgy and now she's too, she's a little too edgy for people. And they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, now Doja Cat's fucking weird. Yeah. It's like, why? Because she shaved her head and is like being creative with her with her fucking makeup mm-hmm. and the way that she. Yeah, but like there's a, a there's a teetering that you have to go to where it's like, oh, that's so yes. new, and like, oh, that's too new. That's yes. too much. So the it status is, and and again, I I read this really well. I was gonna say I read I read like fourteen pages of a like one hundred and twenty page like thesis that someone wrote, <laughs> um, but it it is really interesting and it's an accessible PDF that you don't have to have like any you know like education. Mm. Um, credentials to to access so i'm gonna you know obviously link all my articles and, and sources and oh my god sorry guys the, the dr the goodwin the dr goodwin is fighting me <laughs> <laughs> um but I'll, I'll have all of that um in, in the show notes but um the it stat it the 
anyway, the thesis that I that I read was really, really interesting because it brought up this point of how like the it status is linked to a woman's social class membership and her taste. But it's not that she has good taste. It's that she has competing modes of good and bad taste, mm. uh, which transgresses class in a way where she can like class pass and, and she can seamlessly move between classes and win the adoration of all. Mm. Um, so it, it's it's like having that like she she's down to earth but she's cool and and she wears you know like thrifted clothes and she wears things that you're like oh you know i wouldn't outward you know i wouldn't see that on the rack and be like oh my god that's so cute i have to have but it when you wear it exactly it exactly it, it's it's competing modes of good and bad taste which i didn't even like think about mm-hmm. um and I, and i thought was a really interesting point so mm-hmm. the it girl signifies social mobility she's down to earth and real enough that like working class people adore her but let's like she is upper class and she finds herself partying amongst the rich and privileged she's like a little bit of everyone yet completely unique and different she has to be relatable enough that people want to be her friend while possessing aspirational qualities that makes everyone want to be her as well um so the the concept of the it girl is really fascinating to me because i it it's not something that's defined by men. It's more of a status that is appointed to women by other women. Um, but of course, much of like itness follows the rules of the patriarchy yeah. because we live in a patriarchal society. Yeah. Um, so I like I I love this idea of women defining and pioneering the trends of an era. Um, but of course, under the male gaze and under the patriarchy, this can very easily seep into like manic pixie dream girl territory, where like these women are being put on this impossible pedestal and and are almost being like shelled in a way where like you you don't know who like you don't know this person you don't you don't know who they are but you're like oh my god like I could totally be her best friend and like she's so cool and I want everything about her um which which I don't know I I just think that's interesting the fact that it's a it's it's a woman-led phenomenon Mm. honestly for me makes it out to be more cruel Mm. because like I feel like our um there's just something about like women also being um, agents of the patriarchy that hit different than, yeah. than men doing it. Cause it's just like, there's no loyalty here. Mm-hmm. It's just like, um, it's kind of when you're watching like the devil wears Prada and it's like, there's a lot of like women in that movie that are working that office, even that it would cut deeper than like your average man being like, Oh, you're ugly. Yeah. Just, like someone who's know what they're talking about being like listing off all your insecurities and just being like, that's enough. Go away. Next. You've been replaced. And you're just like, ow. Like, yeah. Men aren't creative enough to be that. Well, because it's biting. Like, it's like you're supposed to be advocating for me. Yeah. But I, at the same time, like we keep talking about, like it, it's like one minute you're in and one minute you're out. Yeah. And that's not something. That's so Heidi Klum. Yeah. When, what is it? So that's like what she does on Project Runway. What is it? Like one minute you're in and the next you're out. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. And she's like next in fashion. Um. But it's I I I, t- I totally agree with you. Where it's like really fascinating that it's this idea. I feel like this kind of circles back to our episode that we did on um like youth always be plugging yeah <laughs> which I honestly I think was one of our like best episodes that was that was probably one of my my favorite to research because I feel like I learned so much from it mm-hmm. um but I, I feel like it kind of goes back to that where it's like we have taken on the labor of men to compete with each other almost. yes yeah, yeah yeah where where now it's like oh well now we don't have men telling us you know to like 
stay home and go in the kitchen or whatever. But now we have women being like, oh, you need to lose a few pounds. And oh, you should really consider getting Botox. And oh, you know, like all mm-hmm. like where not even women are our peers or people like can can recognize that we are oppressing one another with these you know standards of of being i guess um so now i briefly briefly want to touch on what the difference is between an it girl the cool girl and that girl because those are all different things they totally are. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Things like this, like, like you ask a man to pick, like, the difference between, like, green and chartreuse, and they'll be like, those mm-hmm. are green. Like, I feel like the, the minute differences between, like, the it girl, the cool girl, and that girl, like, are something that only women could come up with. Yeah. They're just like, no, they're different. No, they're and, and they're, different. they're slightly different, but yet you have to be all three. So... What's the difference between the it girl, the cool girl, and that girl? Mm -hmm. So the it girl is more of a cultural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. It's something that's decided by others Mm -hmm. um, and and specifically decided by other women. And the cool girl plays more into the male ideas of like the ideal woman. So I am going to play the God girl monologue. This monologue, (laughs) I swear to God, like I've never, like every time I hear this speech, this exact speech, I can feel myself like flying. It's like it, it. It's so succinct and perfect. And if I even if you gave me like a pen and paper and told me to write down this exact like vibe for a thousand years, I couldn't quite explain it as well as this one monologue explains it. It just like so perfectly encapsulates like female rage, <laughs> in in the way that it's like. I don't, there's just so much pressure to be like the right type of woman and to perform in a, in a specific way that is appealing specifically with the cool girl monologue like two men um but i'm just i'm just gonna play it yes cool girl men always use that don't they as their defining compliment she's a cool girl cool girl is hot cool girl is gay cool girl is fun cool girl never gets angry at her man she only smiles in a chagrin loving manner and then presents her mouth for fucking she likes what he likes so evidently he's a vinyl hipster who loves fetish manga if he likes girls gone wild she's a mall babe who talks football and endures buffalo wings at hooters when i met nick dunn i knew he wanted cool girl and for him i'll admit i was willing to try i wax strip my pussy raw I drank canned beer watching Adam Sandler movies. I ate cold pizza and remained a size two. I blew it semi-regularly. I lived in the moment. I was fucking game. <sighs> the urge to bite through concrete. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, that's the cool girl like that that is just like a perfect explanation of like what it means to be the cool girl like the cool the cool girl is game yeah like the 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 main character is a guy in like a guy's guy movie like the writer's poorly disguised hatred of women being like the the mean bitchy one who always wears pink and is like and high heels pops bubble gum Mm -hmm. loudly and then you look over and there's like this other girl who's like working on like a car yeah he's like do you want to go out to eat he's like i'd like a burger and they're like, oh, really? Oh, but meanwhile, she's still like a size two. And yeah. she's like, I don't wear makeup. I don't care about shit like that. But like, she has it on. 
And it's just like, it's, it's whatever the love interest does in those movies that makes the guy go, wow, you're different. You yeah. Because like, it's so perfect without, without the, the trick of the cool girl is to be the perfect girl, but without giving away that you are trying. It's the it's the invisible effortlessness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The cool girl is a guy's girl. She's one of the guys, but she's fuckable. She's laid back. She never nags. And she's so hot. She's so hot. But she isn't intentional with her appearance. Like, it's just like this impossible thing to reach. (laughs) But yet... But yet it's what every man expects. Um, So that's the cool girl. Moving on, we're going to talk about that girl, um, which I do kind of feel like that girl was like specifically a TikTok type Mm. of thing. It it leaked into YouTube and I feel like other social platforms, um, but it definitely originated on TikTok in like 2021. Um, So if you don't know, that girl is the girl who wakes up at 6 a.m., cooks and eats a plant-based breakfast. She journals her thoughts in a bullet journal, works out in a coordinated set that costs $200. Um, She drinks celery juice and lemon water. She's double fisting. Um, (laughs) She has a high paying but stress-free job. Um, So that way she still, you know, has time for skincare, yoga, her perfect friend click, her boyfriend. Um, That girl is basically a girl with her life together. That girl is not a personality, but an embodiment of a very specific life lifestyle um you you know you watch these these tiktoks or youtube videos of like my that girl morning routine like it's it's very calculated in that way where they'll literally put that girl in the title um and sometimes they'll have like voiceovers but a lot of times it's just like a montage of their morning routine with lo-fi hip-hop beats to relax and study to like (laughs) as the score Um, so, so that girl is more of a specific lifestyle that is aspirational. And it's one of those things that it's like, it's not necessarily effortless. Like there's a lot of effort that goes into it, but it is something that looks like they're doing it with ease. You know, like, it's not like they're doing this incredibly, um, difficult cardio exercise where they're like dripping in sweat it's like they do their little pilates and then they take off you know their free people like one piece and and take a shower and they juice their you know their green juice in their spotless white kitchen and and like it's it's a very specific aspirational lifestyle and i feel like that girl more than the it girl and the cool girl cool girl really boils down to consumerism and i feel like a lot of those or not i feel like a a lot of those girls who do the like my that girl morning routine on tiktok or whatever they're the girls that who have like the amazon links they're like oh you want my workout set go to my you know go to my link on my My storefront yeah yeah my amazon storefront and you can buy it off there they have like the stanley mug it's very much about not just what you're doing with your time, mm-hmm. but also the products that you are using, um, which that I, I just just the fact that like all of these things are so different is like so crazy. Yeah, I watch the that girl content the same way I think a lot of men watch like superhero movies where it's just it's wish fulfillment at that point. It's just to be like, oh, to live that life. But like, that's not a life that doesn't that doesn't exist. But mm-hmm. like, you can just kind of imagine a little fantasy where you're like ah that is what my kitchen looks like and that is how i work out mm-hmm. that is what my house looks like and that is what i eat and that is how i shower would must be nice mm-hmm. anyway 
down to actual and then you look over like the stack of bills on your kitchen table and you're like mm, yeah beans it is <laughs> beans it is <laughs> Um, so as women, as I kind of mentioned before, like we're constantly pressured to be all of these things at once. You have to be, uh, you have to have the personality and the effortlessness of the it girl while also having the male desirability of the cool girl, but maintaining the lifestyle of that girl. Um, and it's like, can I just be a fucking person? Maybe I'm about to have the lifestyle of bullet in brain. That sounds <laughs> so exhausting. Like, can I just be a person? Please? I mean, like the only good, here's the thing. Cause like comparatively like you said if you wanted to be the it girl i mean that sounds like a lot of effort but really only got like six years before you expire and Mm -hmm. you're just considered like old spoiled milk in the eyes of the populace you can do six years but like you're kind of expected to be the cool girl for like the rest of your life especially like if you like nag a romantic partner by being the cool girl they kind of are expecting you to be that um forever i mean then Mm -hmm. they're like oh you're old my secretary on the other hand is not and that's like the plot of god girl um (laughs) It, but it's just like, and then, you know, that girl is just kind of like, how long are we expected to do that? At least with the it girl, there was this understanding that, like, you got to live it up now. You got to live in the moment, Clara Bow style, because mm-hmm. you never know if tomorrow you even have that. Yeah. And then, like, cool girl and that girl, you're like, you're supposed to be that girl for the rest, rest of, of your yeah. life. And it's like, when am I allowed to deteriorate? <laughs> when am I allowed to grovel, like, to go full gremlin? When? Yeah, there's when? there's just so much pressure to perform this, like, delicate balancing act of being desirable. You know, whether it's through male attention or female adoration, we are constantly pressured to be all of these things at oh. once. Huh. I have a really good quote. I pulled it up. Oh, oh, okay, perfect. Uh, sorry, I, like, have... Because there was a TikTok trend where it was just, like, poems and, like, little things that make me go ape shit, and I saved a lot of them on my phone to be pulled up for... To make me seem smart. Um, this one, it's... I put this on my Instagram story and other people are like, whoa, that's good. <laughs> male fantasies, male fantasies is everything run by male fantasies up on a pedestal or down on your knees. It's all a male fantasy that you're strong enough to take what they dish out or else too weak to do anything about it. Even pretending you aren't catering to male fantasies is a male fantasy. Pretending you're unseen, pretending that you have a life of your own, that you can wash your feet and comb your hair unconscious of the ever-present watcher peering through the keyhole, peering through the keyhole in your own head if nowhere else. You are a woman with a man inside, watching a woman mm-hmm. you are your own voyeur yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah you have to you have to be beautiful but effortless because if you're wearing too much makeup or you're trying too hard and you're desperate mm-hmm. uh you want to be outgoing and approachable but yes you also want to be mysterious and intriguing you want to be spontaneous but you have to be prepared because if someone invites you to go skinny dipping and your legs aren't shaved you're fucked you have such a limited amount of time to make your mark on the world b- before you turn into an undesirable old hag at the age of 28. Um, and that is just, that's just girlhood. That's just being Isn't a woman. Isn't that girlhood, baby? Isn't that just girlhood in a nutshell? Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of all I have for the it girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I just kind of thought this like idea and like these different like categorizations of the type of girl that like you're supposed to aspire to be mm-hmm. is so fascinating because like there's no it guy there's no like yeah. cool guy there's At no most, that guy there's, like the, the sexiest man of the year and that's yeah. as far as they go even like um like you were saying earlier about clara bow there was because i saw like there was an ancient buzzfeed video from forever ago where they were talking about like male sex symbols of every decade and like silent film stars even if though they had like no lines there was just like people did not know how to fucking act there was a silent film star he'd like died in the 20s and like um 
when he like passed away, he got like suicide letters in the mail, basically being like, that's it. I'm killing myself too. Cause I'm so in love with the silent film star. And like, like thousands of people went to his funeral and it was like in the twenties untelevised. Like, but was he getting 30,000 letters a month <laughs> addressed actually, to the maybe, Hollywood? But what I was saying is like, no one was trying to dig up if he deserved yeah. this. No one was trying to, you know, be like, I mean, is he overrated? Like, does he yeah. even deserve all this fan mail? Are we gonna dig up his past and just randomly decide one day that we hate him and mm-hmm. then make him fuck off to a cattle ranch? Well, I mean, to, so I'm just bringing it back to, like, all of our past episodes, but, like, to bring it back to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, <laughs> you, as a, like, man in the spotlight, you can get away with so much shit and still be desired yeah. and still work. And, 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 and like, really, it doesn't impact how people perceive you that much no. because you're a man and, mm-hmm. and you can get away with it. But if you're a woman, um, you're never going to work in this town ever again. No. I, like, I just see those tweets where it was just like, like, if you ask, like, you know, the different terms of the genders, and if you're like, um, like, what, what's one person that, like, you would, you would fuck, but, like, you know, it's, like, your guilty pleasure, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you ask a woman, and they're, like, <laughs> like, the frog from Frog and Toad. <laughs> you're just, like, oh. Like, um, you're, like, what's my, you know, guilty pleasure crush? And it's, like, a half-humanoid lizard. And you're just, like, oh, brother. And then, you know, men, it's, like, Natasha Leone, don't judge me. And you're, like. Uh, <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy. I know. Come at me all you want. I don't care. And you're like, uh, the standards. Yeah, you're like, huh? What? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Don't judge you. The most moment, moment are like, is it just me? I was like, Glirtle Sketch. <laughs> kind of attractive. <laughs> Who did you say? Who did you say the other day? Um, Luigi. <laughs> I will not apologize for that. You know I'm right. I said the same thing to my guy friend. He's like, I don't get it. I'm like, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You don't understand how I feel about Charlie Day's Luigi. None of you do. Um. Yeah. So that's the it girl. Um. Luigi. We've just <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> Luigi is the it girl. Luigi. You know how I said earlier, there's no it guy. Luigi is the it guy. He is the it guy of our generation. <laughs> Charlie Day's Luigi. Specifically. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening um we are available on spotify apple Podcasts, and youtube um make sure to check out the youtube video if you wanted to see the amazing portraiture (laughs) that skylar paid money for (laughs) a lot of money for money's (laughs) fake who knows anything? Um, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.